Welcome back, everybody, to episode three of the Long Island Podcast. Joining me today is my good friend, Kristen. Hello. Hey, Kristen, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good. So, Garrett, you've been talking a little bit about yourself already, but can you tell everybody a little bit more about the island? Absolutely. Uh, so just to let everybody know um, a little bit more about the island. So you got four counties that are that make up Long Island. You have Kings County and Queens County, which are actually, even though they're on Long Island, they're considered part of uh, New York City. And then you mm-hmm. have Nassau County to the west. And then you have Suffolk County, pretty much, which is central and then east. You also have the North Shore of Long Island, which is, you know, right on the near uh, the Long Island Sound. Uh, then you have the uh, South Shore. Yep. You've got the North Fork. You've got the South Fork. Um, great, you know, down to the south, you've got the, the Great South Bay. You've got the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, and Long Island is actually 112 miles long from west to east. And it's 23 miles wide at the widest part. So um, a lot of people on it, a lot of stuff to do. But, uh, yeah, that's what makes up Long Island. I've always loved the fact that anywhere you are, you can get to the beach within either 10 minutes or 20 minutes, no matter where you are. Easily, easily. And that's what that, that's what's awesome about it. I mean, people don't know also about the North Shore the North Shore is very rocky, and that's just because of the glaciers back in the day. When, when Long Island was formed, it was formed by a glacier. So that's why the North Shore beaches are all rocky, and the South Shore beaches are all sand on the Atlantic side. True. You, in this, um, you have Fire Island, so that's all beautiful sand. 100%. South Shore. 100%. Nothing beats it. Nope, not at all. So can you tell everyone what it was like growing up on the island? Yeah, I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't change it for the world. I really wouldn't. Um, Best childhood ever. (laughs) It really was. I'm so glad that uh, that we literally grew up on Long Island and we we took it for there was a lot of things now looking back at it that we took for granted. Um, You know, we lived in the, the greatest freaking neighborhood. So many kids. Absolutely. We were always doing something outside. It didn't matter what the, what the weather was, if it was summer, uh, spring, fall. It did, did not matter what the, what the season was. There was always something to do outside. We were, we were the outside generation. Well, so it, was it was also wintertime. because our parents kicked us out of the house. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, they were like, yeah, little, get the hell out of here. Yeah, we want like, some peace and quiet. Like, go in the street and play with rocks. So that's what we did. And we did. We painted rocks. I know my side of the street, we painted rocks and then tried to sell them to my neighbors. So- okay. That's, that's an entrepreneur right off the bat. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, that's, that's good stuff. Painting like, rocks and you can sell to your neighbors. That's awesome. And we did. And they actually bought rocks. It was good neighbors. Well, you, I remember doing the- You didn't come back in until either you were called for dinner and usually the call was somebody whistling for you, like your dog. We had we had the tr- we had the triangle bell. That was dinner time. That was like <laughs> ding ling ling. So we we knew that like down the road 
we knew it was dinner time, but we like, we would play in the street, you oh, know, yeah. it didn't matter what we were doing, whether it was like a, something to do with sports, um, skateboarding, BMX and whatever it was, it was when a car came down the road, you basically moved to this, you know, game off, you move off to the side, car would pass and you go right back. To, I remember playing as a kid with my, with my sisters, red light, green light, one, two, three. I don't even know what the game even was like now, <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't remember it, but that's what we, that's what we played, you know? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. That one. And we had a cul-de-sac on our street. So all the neighborhood kids, we'd always do either kickball or baseball. And, but the game would be full blown going crazy. And then that one person that lives at the end of the block always came down in the middle of the game. So yeah, I had to stop everybody move, but then you just went right back to it. You went right back to it. I mean, it's, we had so many kids in the neighborhood that we would, in the summertime, we would play manhunt. And that oh, was yeah. like the greatest. You would have literally 30 plus kids deep at like 930 at night. And parents were cool with this. And you'd literally be hiding in like in- somebody's garbage pail. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Best times. I remember Best times. when they put street lights in my neighborhood and we, all the kids were just so pissed off. Because we were like, oh, my God, there goes our game. We now have streetlights. We, we had streetlights put in. No, we still we had streetlights. I was excited because we had streetlights, and they just paved the road. So it was, it was awesome for, like, skateboarding and all that kind of stuff. Manhunt, you just had to be a little bit more uh, stealth. You, I well, mean, like, it's, it, it, it got a lot better. Uh, for anybody who was like a little bit more stealth, anybody that didn't have skill, you were getting picked off in the first two seconds. Oh yeah, and but you like in the beginning when you're all gathered in the street and you're saying whose property you can go on, whose backyards, and it still comes to mind that the one time two boys from my neighborhood went to hide in the bushes on my driveway, and unfortunately for them there was a beehive. And so, I mean, we you were can't. like four or five houses. Everybody's all spread out, and you could just hear the screaming, and they're running, and the it was like something. It was a cartoon. It was definitely a scene from a cartoon with bees chasing them. So I'm and, pretty sure that they did not make it to be a Navy SEAL in the future. There's, there's, <laughs> that's just kind of like, dude, you just, you're you're done. That's it. It's just check mark. You're you're out. You're out. Yeah. You know? Thankfully, they weren't <laughs> allergic to bees, but. Yeah, that was the end of that game for that night. Everybody went well, inside afterwards. Well, it was, you know, again, growing up in our neighborhood, um, I might, you know, some of my childhood memories is the ice cream man. You're right. You'd hear that ice cream man from literally the next neighborhood over. You knew exactly what time he would get there. And you literally, you would, you would stop everything. Oh, everything yeah. Everything didn't matter what was going on. And you were like, mom, mom, dad, can I get some ice cream money? You know, I want to, I want to get a, 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 a bomb pop. Uh, I want to get it like, oh, what do you want? No, mom? What do I you want, want a, the a strawberry toasted st- almond. I always like Toast- the toasted almond good bar. Uh, strawberry shortcake. Yeah. There was, and then what, what, uh, what day was it? There was, there was one day a week that the ice cream, man, his name was Dan, by the way. Dan would drive the ice cream truck. He was awesome. And then I think it was like every Friday, he was literally pick up like a handful of, Chinese bubble gum and throw it <laughs> out the window onto the lo- he would throw it into a bush 
But it was it as was... he was leaving. Like you yes. all get your ice cream, and then you stood there because you knew it was coming. And then he'd grab the biggest handful of the stalest bubble gum in the world. That's why he was giving it to us for free because nobody wanted to buy it. It was just a handful, and he would chuck it in the oddest spots. It was it was survival of the fittest. It was literally like it was. Yeah. The second he would throw it out, elbows would be swinging. It didn't oh, yeah. matter if you, you know, were a no, no, guy, no. a girl, you know, or, well, or boy or girl. Everything out the window. You didn't care if you smashed somebody's head. You were going to get that stale piece of bubble gum that was going to break your teeth. It literally, and we were, you were basically in the dentist within like a couple <laughs> days. There was no, no doubt, no doubt, you know, but I Dr. remember Gold. one, <laughs> that was it. I remember one ice cream truck there was like a battle in our neighborhood because it was two ice cream guys it was dan who was like everybody's favorite but then another guy was like in coaching on the neighborhood as well and i think it was like literally oh yeah there was ice cream rivalry going on i don't Um, remember that although oh yeah yeah it was didn't last long i'm telling you that I could hear the ice when you made me think about the fact that you could hear the ice cream man coming. I would hear him down on your block first. And then I, so I had, I knew I had about like six minutes before he came to our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You would, you would just gather up like as much change as possible. You know, you had, you had like six minutes to literally go, like, can I sell anything? Can I, can, yeah. what can I do? So, so I can get that ice Mom, cream. Mom, I'm going to do the dishes. How much are you going to give me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but those are some of my greatest childhood memories. I mean, you know, and then when I did, then you start to miss all that stuff because you didn't have that ice cream, tr- you know, ice cream man driving around the neighborhood. You missed it. You, you missed the, you know, the, the, everybody going crazy in the street, you know, all the kids and stuff like that. But, Oh yeah. Well, I, there's no ice cream man where I live now. And it drives me up the wall because it's like, ah, I want my kids to experience it, but it it don't, I don't know where they are. Well, I remember like even, um, uh, another thing that's kind of popped in my head was winter time. Winter time. I loved winter time in the neighborhood because it was, obviously your parents would put so many they put you in so many clothing yeah the layers you couldn't freaking yeah you could not put your arms down it was like that freaking movie the christmas story you know i can't put my arms down. that's the way it was and you were just like ah go outside and it didn't matter how cold it was you were going outside you were going outside you didn't come back it was the same thing you just didn't come back in for hours we would make snowballs bigger than us i don't even know how we push these damn things (laughs) <laughs> you know, you would start recruiting like other neighborhood kids to literally come in and be like, dude, help me push this thing. We're, we're making a snowman. We're doing this big. You know, well, my, uh, my backyard was a hill. So all the neighborhood kids gathered to my house. So they would just be knocking on the door being like, can we use your backyard? And then we were all outside to the point where my mom started just catering to us. Literally, like we'd be out there for however long. And she'd just start bringing out mugs of hot chocolate and just putting them on the patio or the deck. And she just catered to us all, just like endless, endless hot chocolate. It was awesome. Okay, you could, you could have easily charged not only for people using your backyard slope, but for obviously the, the, uh, the drinks that went with it. I mean, <laughs> dude, that's like, a, that's like a ski resort right there, right? 
exactly. Like a ski well, resort for kids. Today's thinking, you think that, but back then it was everybody was family. Your neighborhood was your family. Hundred percent, and, and they were. When even when we you were making out there, you were making this the the slope on the hill, and like you made huge big speed bumps so that the you know your sled would hit that, and you'd all go flying. Well, we used to go down. We used to go down to Port Jeff, uh, to the high school, and they had a massive hill. Yes. That went down to like where the baseball field was. Yes. And that thing, same thing. We would just put a kicker right at the bottom of it, and it didn't matter what you were on. You could be you could be on a uh, a sled, toboggan, yeah. uh, flying one of those flying saucers. The flying saucers. It didn't matter. You had no control on any apparatus that you were on whatsoever. You would hit that kicker, and it's basically like you, you just send it. That's it. You're yeah. gone. Well, it was a good thing that we were in layers because at least we had padding. 100%. Um, the and then we would go to St. George's Golf Course. Ah, oh, yes. And pretty much do, and do the same thing over there, too. Absolutely. I do remember the most brilliant idea, and I giggle at that saying because it wasn't at all. My dad... Because at the end of our hill was a fence that led to the person who lived behind us. And all every kid, as soon as you go down the hill, you go under the fence. So your legs are halfway under the, this chain link fence. And, you know, so he thought he would try to protect us from going under the fence. And one year he decided to put um, hay bales. He didn't take into account the fact that they would get snow on them and then freeze. So we would be flying down our hill and then we'd hit this hay bale and it didn't feel anything like hay. It was like hitting a freaking brick wall. That's yeah, fantastic guy. It was, it was, and like we all, like all the neighborhood kids, we still talk and we all giggle about that, how none of us broke anything. We don't understand how. But yeah, we would just was, go. It was good. We just sled down the it, hill to, into a wall. It was good intentions, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was super good intentions, but just didn't probably didn't end up good. I mean, I, I remember, um, you know, again, just a, a amazing childhood memory of mine was um, playing little league on Long Island, mm. um, and and my dad was the coach of of our team for I think it was like three three seasons. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, just going around to all the different, you know, baseball fields. Uh, there was a M- MS Clark Library yes. the fields back there. There was definitely the Ward Melville fields uh, that we would play at. And, you know, it was just it was again, it was like a family, you know, um, you everybody go out there. And it was a lot of the uh, the team was basically made up of like, you know, everybody you went to school with. Yeah. You know, so it was just a super, super awesome time. I just remember it. Uh, I was a soccer player, so it was the same thing. My sister was my coach, and you know my schoolmates were, you know, my in, that were in my class. They were on my team. Okay. So, everything. I was- did the soccer thing also. Yeah. But for me, like when you were when you're like a little peewee, <laughs> and you're wearing those clothes, I mean, you had the white shorts that yes. like That's they, a they were a little. Right, right, and a little soccer ball on the other side. They were a little, little short. I the still socks have them. would come up to you. The socks would come up to your thighs. Yes. You know, and I, I was a cute little boy, so I'm not going to lie. I mean, it just it worked for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
hey, it, I had to start somewhere, well, right? There you go. Okay. You know? So I started the whole little peewee soccer, you know, then I went into T-ball. So, yeah, it's – Long Island's got some great, you know, great sports. Um, just amazing times. I mean, there's so many other things I could think about. But, uh, oh, I yeah, keep I mean, on you know, going on. The childhood that we had, that we experienced, it, it made me who I am today. I remember learning how to ride a bike. The first time I ever learned how to ride a bike, all right, was it was a 10 speed. Of all bikes to learn how to ride a bike on, I learned the first time I ever went solo, like rode a bike by myself for the very first time, was like one of those gigantic 10 speeds. With the thin wheels, but you know how you had the guy 10 speed with the bar on the top? Yeah. And then the women's <laughs> had the bar on the bottom. It made no damn sense. Now, I understand, like, back in the day, the women wouldn't have the bar there because they were lady. They had a dress and, and all kinds of stuff. But a guy shouldn't have a bar. I never that, understood right, that. It, right there. I, I couldn't touch the – I could barely touch the ground. All right, was I was a little guy. The idea was it to give you a 10 speed to learn how to ride a bike on. It was my bright idea. I'm, I just I grabbed it because that was really all we had at the time. So I literally <laughs> learned how to ride a bike for the very, very first time. No training wheels, no nothing on a on a full size man's ten speed with the with the tube that goes straight and yeah, ouch, I would have been hurting. Bit, yeah, if I fell, my nuts would have been just du- crushed. I would have been done. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry to say, but they, they, like my my. my my M&Ms would have been gone. Oh. Uh, but I, I held I, – my sisters were right there, and I did it on the grass, so it made it even harder. It wasn't like a flat surface either. My goodness. It sounds so backwards. Yeah, it was so backwards. But I was legit. I held my own. And then obviously that led me into a BMX, um, you know, thing that I did. Yes. Uh, used to ride BMX all the time. I used to have uh, – uh, I built a set of uh, doubles – right in the front yard. My parents were awesome. They really let me kind of do, if it was skateboarding, BMX, rollerblading, trampolines in my yard, they let us do all that type of stuff. So it was a, again, childhood, grown up on Long Island, in Port Jefferson, North Shore. I definitely would not, I wouldn't change it. I really wouldn't. No, I agree. 100%. Oh, yeah, I mean, awesome times. I mean, I just, you know, and you look back at those pictures. You know, I got the, you got the big old bulky, none of that, uh, none of that digital crap that we have right now. It was all like, if you want to look at photos, you got to look in the photo album. Oh yeah. You know, uh, you want to take a picture out, and it's like you got to like try to take off the film without, <laughs> without messing anything. The pictures, the pictures 100%. are stuck to the photo album. Page. They're literally stuck. It's like who the hell, you know? But everything, everything was marked in detail. You know. Oh, this was Garrett's, uh, you know, 72nd uh, haircut, you know, on this. It's like, why are you documenting that? I don't even understand. You know, I can understand like the first, the second, you know, but, you know. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't even do that with my kids now. So I don't, actually don't think my mom doc- documented. I have my first haircut. But after that, she didn't document too much. Now it's awesome looking back at those things, and I'm I'm so glad that it was documented that way. So, uh, so we had, you know, 
So basically, we just had those memories. Like we could look at them and, and see what the date was and all that kind of stuff. But oh yeah, you know. I mean, my neighborhood. We my neighborhood actually does reunions. It's not like a high school reunion or anything like that. It's a neighborhood reunion. It's awesome. It's awesome. I always wanted to have a um uh a block party, but yeah. they started doing it. You know, after after I moved away from Port Jeff. They started doing it, you know, many years later. We had something like when we were growing up. But, again, the memories, uh, you know, the memories that we had on Long Island was awesome. Kristen, I want to thank you very much for, uh, you know, sharing this time with us. Oh, you're welcome. Um, it's been awesome. It's been I awesome. I reminiscing. But everybody, 100%. Favorite uh, there's going to be so many, uh, so many more episodes just like this. Again, a lot of comedy, a lot of awesome storytelling. Uh, So, yeah, make sure you subscribe, and we will see you on the next one. Thanks, everybody.